outside. If you ever need to get up and randomly work or shake, I will. I can always put a gif over um, whatever you need to do to refuel your body. All right, let's go. Okay, so welcome to Panda Strong Podcast. So we're going to interview the strongest women all over the world in the sports of strongman, powerlifting, bodybuilding, and much, much more. Now, the women on our show are on our show not just because they are gorgeous and accomplished. It's also because of their own personal inspirational story. Our goal here at the show is to educate you and provide you tips. Whether you are a new listener or a more experienced listener, there's always a little golden nugget you can get out of the show. Make sure you listen on into the end because you never know what we might say or what we might do. <laughs> so controversial. So anyways, let's get started. Now, today we have on the show someone from the UK. She's quite English. Um, her name is Naomi. Hadley. I kind of feel like she's like the Naomi, like the model. Okay. But for strong men, what's that? Naomi Campbell. Yes. Naomi Campbell. <laughs> you like the Naomi Campbell for strong men. And uh, <laughs> so a little bit about her pro background. She's a pro strong woman and some of her accomplished accomplishments, accomplishments. See, if you say everything in English, it just works Thank better. You. Okay. So here you go. Cue fake English accent time. So first place, um, Midlands, England's qualifiers. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> September 2020, she won first place, uh, England's strongest woman's fourth place, which is still pretty it's significant. Um, Log and Deadlift Challenge Fit Expo, July 2021, second place. English's strongest woman, August 2021, second place. Queen of the North, first place, August 2021. Britain's strongest woman, strongest woman, third place. <laughs> I really need to be an announcer. It's a part of my life that's unfulfilled. Really um, yeah, third place, September 2021. I just want to be like, let's get ready to rumble. Two me years <laughs> watching wrestling on 90s TV. Um, on Hope Log and Deadlift Comp, October 2021. Official Strongman Games OS3. Uh, yeah. November 2021, 14 strongest in the world. Now, whenever people hear those numbers, okay, for people who don't understand the sport, you need to understand stuff. That's got to say this. You know how many rookie competitions you have to go through uh, amateur to even qualify for nationals and how well you have to do at nationals to get to just even the world stage. Do you know how many strong people there are women in the world, especially in the USA? There's so many humans just in that small <laughs> square footage, you know what I'm saying, um, to get to that level. So, you know what I mean? Anything in 15 is high five, okay? A fucking high five. Especially if you're natty, that's, yes, many high fives. <laughs> Oh my God, my 15 month old baby high fives. I've never even thought of that. Oh. He just comes up to me and he's like, Me too. The Facebook <laughs> Yes, that's true. He's like a natural athlete. So today on the show, this is the second season, okay? We're in month two. I'm pretty proud of that. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the show. There's many ways you can support the show. You can purchase merch off our store. Please do that. That also goes back to the athletes. Many of the designs in the stores of our brand ambassador, sponsored athletes, so a portion of that. Um, purchase goes to them and you can also click a little button on our website on the about us page that says uh, buy me a coffee and uh, I'm a mom okay I need fucking caffeine or I'll die at this point I need a beer cap with an intravenous just as function <laughs> like today I had coffee it's not working my body's like the adrenal glands are like fuck no it's Sunday it's shutting down anyways so support the show and continue listening on share like comment give us a star rating on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening in or YT comment below what's your favorite part of the show was is I always do a lot of this I feel like I can't help myself no, they're, just there. they're just in <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this you know what I mean no, I'm always I very aware anyways um so we're gonna talk about how to train using innovative and classic training techniques so we're gonna go back from the very very beginning Naomi tell us how you got into the sport and I understand you're a mom of how many kids being a mom and training strongman it's hard as hell I know because I'm trying to do it so talk to us girls where did the journey well, begin 
um, basically I play like, as you guys would call it, roller derby or, you know, roller derby in this country. Um, I used to play for um, a WFTDA team. And then I decided that I wanted to play because I tend, because I'm quite, I'm like six foot one and I'm quite big. So I'd get a lot of penalties for hitting. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, I'd get quite a lot of penalties for hitting oh. the smaller skaters. So I was like, maybe if you play for a men's team, you might not get as many penalties. Turns out that is actually accurate. I haven't got as many penalties, but you know, not <laughs> oh, playing for a few years didn't help. So I went to play for a men's team. And then I was like, okay, so you're quite big. You can take a hit, but blokes flying at your speed is going to be significantly more difficult for you to take hits. So I was like, maybe you should go to the gym. And then I was like, but that involved cardio. So that's yeah. a no from me. Uh, so my friend <laughs> had been putting things on uh, Facebook that she was doing strength training. And I was like, oh, that looks like fun. That could be all right. So basically, because I live in like Birmingham, so I was going to Mansfield, which is like, uh, I'm going to say like 45, 50 minutes-ish away um, to do strongman training with her for a few weeks. And then yeah. was like, oh, there's a competition in seven weeks. I'm going to do that. And I didn't have a coach at this point. So I'm not completely sure what I was thinking, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so then I got a coach and I was like, I've signed up for this competition in seven weeks. Do you think I'll be able to do it? And he was like, no, you need at least eight to 10 weeks to do a competition. And I was like, well, we'll see. And then we started going through the events. He was like, actually, I think we'll be all right. The only thing we re like that's really going to take a lot of work is like yoke and stones, because that's very technical. So yeah. I basically started doing that. And then I did my first time as, I think it was... I'm going to say November of 2019 and then I was just like hooked it was amazing I was yeah. I've been used to doing like team sports so it was always if I just went wrong there'd be like 13 14 other people to be like no it's right we can fix it and then mm -hmm. it went from that to just being me and I was like so I've got to stand there and everyone's just going to stare at me doing this one thing and they're like yes and I was like oh my god like the fear <laughs> like my anxiety was nakedness I'm so naked Oh, it was, it, was, it was so scary. But then loads of my friends turned uh, up to my competition and then everyone was cheering. And then I could, it was like weird. Like I completely forgot that the entire crowd was there. And I was like, stare at the ref, stare at the ref, stare at the ref. No one else is there. So that was basically what I did. Just, just like eyeball the ref. So I basically just did that. And then because I'd never done it or been to a competition before, I was like, so we've done this one event called, why am I last? Am I really bad? Like, did I do that bad that I have to go last each time? But like, I didn't figure out that that's because I'd come first in certain events. And then it got to the end and they said who won. And I was just like, <laughs> like that and then I do, when I get really excited or I get a PB I end up doing this or screaming or doing like a little happy dance so I did that at the end and then it went from there to then in I want to say I think it was February when I did no it wasn't yeah it was February um I signed up to another competition with Maria the flump and she said I was like I'm gonna do novice because it's only my second competition and she was like but you can do some of these weights I was like but I can't do all of them and then she basically um told me I wasn't allowed to do novice uh, so I had to do inters instead um, and then at the start of February of 2020 it was unfortunately when I lost my mom like fully unexpectedly oh. didn't see it coming I just went to her house one day and just like <laughs> found it, which was horrific um, and that was on the same week as this competition and I was like no. I'm not gonna do it I'm not ready I don't want to do it yeah. I haven't eaten everything sucks I'm just gonna sit here and cry and then I think it got to the Thursday of that week and I was like what would she tell you to do would she tell you to just like sack it off and sit there and feel sorry for yourself and then regret not doing it or she yeah. tell you you put all this work in to train for it and people believe you and you should just do it and if you last you last but you'll be doing something that makes you feel better so yeah. I did that and then I met like yeah. my actual strong woman idol who Maria told what had happened Andrea Thompson who was like oh. um and Andrew was there and she got me like a, like a sorry for your last card and all this other stuff because they didn't think I was going to go wow and then yeah. I went and wow. like some of my friends came to cheer and every time something happened they were like standing there trying not to cry and I was like I'm not gonna cry I don't care what you all do I'm not crying I'm not crying today so I just focus on every other event <laughs> and then um we did all the events 
and then it got to the end and Andrea did like a little speech about my mom and like literally I was at the back of this room um, at Grove House and Andrea was at the front and she started saying how somebody had had like a personal tragedy this week and the entire room just turned around and looked at me and I was just kind of like this <laughs> and I was like I'm not crying I'm not like my whole goal for that day my entire pain for that day I was like I don't care how I do as long as I try but I'm just not going to cry yeah. in front of people and that's all I want to not do all day because yeah. Yeah. I don't want to cry in front of people so I'm not going to do it so it got to the end and they were like I think they got to third place and I hadn't said my name yet and I was like oh oh and then it got to second and it was me and one other girl who also plays roller derby um who I'd played with before and we were standing there with roller derby like holding derby. each other's arm roller derby um and then they said that she was second and I was just like my like somebody took a picture of my face like there's six pictures of me just going like that and everyone was so like all my friends were crying again I was like still not doing it so I kind of put my face in a t-shirt <laughs> like that went up to the front and there's this amazing picture of me on the podium there's like Andrea standing at the bottom because she was giving us trophies and there was a lady who was third on one side and then my friend who was second on the other side just like staring up at me crying and I'm just like hiding behind my trophy because I was like I'm not gonna cry in front of anyone I'm not gonna do it and then at the end of that day I was talking to Andrea and she was like you know, you're gonna have to step up to opens now, don't you? And I was like, but I've only done two competitions. I don't want to do it. I'm not ready. And she was like, but at a certain point you need to be ready. So you need to step yeah. up now. So basically from doing yeah. them two competitions, I had to then go into opens, which was like a whole other kettle of really, really big fish. Yeah. That's, so. a, re that's a really amazing story. You know, I feel like for me, some things you said really stood out and, you know, condolences on your mom, of course, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's really hard. Um, I always feel for me, uh, something that's always motivated me as an underdog uh, is being kind of, you know, that, that thought process of that there's people who believe in you and think you're capable of a lot more than you think you're capable of. Mm -hmm. And you owe it to them. You owe it to your creator with all the gifts that you have um, to do something with it. And obviously you're, you're taller than me, girl. You're six one. Damn. I mean, you like shack up in this place. Um, I am, yeah. Yeah, I'm 5'9". I'm always proud of that. Almost six feet, but you're up in your six one. So now I need to just wear heels around you, which I'm not happy about because I can't walk in them anymore. I've had kids. Yeah, same, same. They're too big. I look like I have ridiculously small feet and hands now that I've grown in mass. You know what I mean? Like I just have these little weird ass baby hands and fingers and they can't handle that weight. They are <laughs> they they often, I've, got like, I've got massive hands and massive feet. So I told oh. my friends, I'm, like, I'm basically like um, a girl, Mark Felix with my giant hands. <laughs> no, I have like dancer fingers and hands, but like they're short, but they're thick because of like lifting weights and always using my hands, yeah. right? Your mom, you're cleaning, cooking, whatever. And I'm an artist too. So I'm always using my hands. So my hands are just thick, but like tiny. So I just feel like that they just bare paws, you know? <laughs> but yeah. my feet are dancer feet. So they're really skinny and little. And I've had to like, you should put model on OnlyFans. I'm like, desperate times come, I may consider that. That's <laughs> <laughs> for my family. But anyways, no, they can't handle the weight. So I always got to like wear big ass shoes and padding to like even out the, the symmetrics. <laughs> but anyways, that's about feet. Um, so yeah, but just believing in yourself and and taking on a risk or a chance. Most of the people that I've met initially for the show, actually, it wasn't an intentional thing. It wasn't like, I'm going to do this. These are the goals and things I want to reach by X amount of time. Most of the time, it's something I just kind of fell into and fell in love with. Um, but then there's that, there's something in their life that they need to break through to get to that point, which yeah. sounds a lot like you. And that was for me, like, I need to, to like, stop uh, allowing these stupid, they're not small, I mean, they do affect my life, but small things take steal the glory that could be the legend of your life right um yeah. and just pursue it and fulfill it just like and disregard that try not to think about it not yeah. mask but not be fake but just focus on the good and keep training through and breakthrough is all the word I can think of like so with um your mom 
passing on and going and now you know being a mom with kids that's always hard because it's nice to have yeah. your parents to talk to um but like for you now going forward you're just you're going up which is good right like you're advancing in strength so what are the goals where would you like to be what is the plan what's 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 happening for now oh my like this is going to sound like a really a really lame thing to say that is a goal but like my main goal is to actually consistently manage to believe that I can actually do something because I'll have yeah. like a training day and I'll be like that went really well you can do this and then I'll have two that are completely crap and I'll be like no you're not ready for this you don't belong with these people you should be like maybe you should retire and then you can try again in a bit and then you know we'll just see what happens because like my my self-confidence got better when I got stronger and then it got better when I, I decided to lose weight so I was healthy for the kids after mom so it, my self-confidence got better then but then I got weaker so then I had like a six to eight month period of but you used to be able to do this and now you can't do that. What are you doing? Is you being lighter really worth you not feeling as strong? And then I was like, no, it's not. I'm going to start eating all cookies ever again because it just, it just, it really messed up with my head. So now I'm at the yeah, point where I'm yeah. like, I'll have a good day and then two bad days and then two good days and one bad day. So I just, my whole goal is to feel like I belong and can slightly hold my own with like the really, like the big dogs have opened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, like really yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really hard because it's good to have like, I have got kind of goals of like, I want to hit this deadlift and this log and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But my main one is I just want to believe in myself. That I actually deserve to be in the same kind of realm as all of these like amazing women, which is really hard to do when you haven't done it for that long. And you just mm -hmm. kind of like, the imposter syndrome is real with me a lot of the time. Yeah, but honestly, like, I swear to God, like, almost every woman I've had on the show, which I think, I don't know, I think we've had, I think you're the 28th guest, I had to double check. Uh, oh, my, excuse me, guys, my technology was being a weird part of the it's recording. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure 28, and I'm pretty sure most of them um, have all experienced that, even up to like the super, super, like world, like elitist, elitist levels. So I think, and I've been trying to think about this and reflect on this, because our goal is to help empower people and help build their confidence through lifting and, and helping them get to those points in the lifting career and taking out a lot of the guesswork, you know, through educational tips on the show and so mm -hmm. forth. Um, but I feel like in general, a lot of that comes down to the psychology of how we're raised and our generation, because most of the women I've had in the show are relatively in, in one to two maybe generations. It's not a super huge gap. And I think, you know, the influence of perfectionism and uh, especially talk about like, you know, I would say like early 80s, um, you know, it's nice. That's where that really boomed. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like you have to have a certain job, certain look, certain amount of kids, whatever, whatever. So it just is like everything else you do in your life, no matter how good it is. You keep comparing it against that, so you never feel enough, right? And yeah. so I don't even think it's a matter of low confidence or self-esteem issue. I think it's a deep-rooted psychology that was taught through behavior behavior patterns and we were, we were, you know, reinforced or disciplined growing up by our, our authority figures, parents, teachers, whatever. And so instead of feeling guilty about that, what I try to do and like internalize that and be like, oh, you must be must be the shit, right? Look at you, you're giving into imposter syndrome again, you suck, you know? And then you have this weird mental bat in your head. I'm like, oh, okay, wait, this is completely normal and just chip her up, just pip her up, you know, get up and uh, just move through that feeling, right? Don't try to force yeah. it to go away because I have found that just waste time and energy trying to just yeah, be like, really right? Or just actually, you're still trying to do it. You're still sentimental focus thinking about it, right? So yeah. just, keep, you know, not be busy to the point where ignoring your feelings and shoving it down. That's toxic. I'm saying that. But I'm saying like, you know, just keep moving, just keep working. And like you said, you'll have down days. I mean, when you're a mom coming back from lifting, when you are at a significantly higher level and you've had surgery, I mean, that's hard. It's just it's hard to stomach that. But you have to give yourself time and great things are accomplished in time. So um, I think anybody who excels when they're really new is fucking amazing. And that itself is accomplishment. And you should be good with that. If you die tomorrow, you should be good with that. And 
anything that happens from now on is like you, you did, you showed up, you did something you were planning to do and you did succeed in it. So yeah, you don't have to do that. Like uh, there's certain people that are just like, you know, freaks of nature, you know, like Eddie Hall and Brian Shaw, who just are just amazing for a long period of time to these levels. But, you know, stat statistics show, you know, people should know, you know, that that's less than 10% of humans. I think it's like six or 8%. And the number is like dwindling actually because of physical literacy has dwindled over the years. But the point is when it comes to sports, like that's, you know, it's, it's, you can go for that and great and you could achieve that, but don't hate yourself if you, you know, not always there. Like it's yeah. not, don't put so much of your whole importance. Like for me with the lockdown in the past two years, like that really taught me what was valuable. There were so many things that were constantly changing access to gyms, access to competitions, being able to see your friends, being able to leave your house. So just put some things into perspective, right? And I think yeah. as long as you're training, you're eating healthy, you're taking supplements, you're exercising, you're being positive, you have mental health as good, you're taking care of your sleep, you know, good, healthy relationships with people in your life, then, then that's all that matters, you know? And uh, um, if you lost it all, would you be proud of the work you put in, right? Like when you're talking about yeah. when your, your mom was gone, right? It's like, well, would she be proud of you? Yeah, she's proud of you. And that is, is enough, right? Like that's, yeah. okay, I, I didn't let her down. I showed up, I tried. So you yeah. a champion, girl, you a champion. And also like in my case as well, because my youngest is eight and she's the only like girl I've got. So I also know that a lot of the time that she's watching me. So like, I can't let her see me go like, oh no, I can't do what blah, blah can do. And I can't do what yeah. this can do. But I'm just like, no, mommy's just going to do what mommy's got to do today. And then that's just how it is. And then like when she was yeah. doing Atlas Bones earlier and I was filming her because she wanted to watch it and I was watching her and I was kind of like, this is just proof of how closely she watches me. Because like yeah. when I do Atlas Bones, I'll stand there like this and I'll do like yeah. six breaths. And then I go like yeah. that with my head because my hair whips around when I do stones. And yeah. I was watching, she did the exact same thing. And I was just like, yeah. It was just amazing. She like she had seen everything that I do, which is the same thing. Like she wants to do deadlifts tomorrow because she's got her own deadlift bar as well. She's very excited about it. Like she's eight, <laughs> but she's four foot eleven. I don't know where she gets it from, but she's going to be like strongest eight year old in the world. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. So let's go back to um, what was I going to say? The training, the training, the training. So like I am very curious. I mean, I feel like people in the UK, you got some access to some things, and I've seen a lot of really unique training methods and stuff coming out of the UK um and um all them biking uh lifters out there there's always some weird cool shit they're almost like the houdinis of bodybuilders they're always coming up with a new strength hack a weird thing to do so let's go into your training a little bit like talk us through uh what you do you know on a daily and when you first started you know you got to give us a glimpse but more specifics of what you did for your training to be able to uh fight the big buzz on the derby <laughs> i just think when you say derby i think of horse racing and and gambling yeah. <laughs> the derby. <laughs> so uh, when I because I when I started I had one coach and then um Marie, I was talking to Marie and I was like but I don't ever do any overhead stuff and she was like what so then I got a different coach um, and then things didn't go right with him before lockdown so then I got um a coach who I'm pretty sure a lot of people who listen to this if not all of them will know um uh, a young lady called Rhiannon Lovelace um I love and she is the best she started being my coach when lockdown happened and I was like I've got this amount of plates and a barbell um, but because of like how I need to keep my mental health stuff in check because of being stuck in a house with four kids and having just lost my mom yeah I, like, I, yes. I need you to help me and give me structure because that's what I need during yes. this so basically Ree basically got me uh, almost two years ago which I'm sure she's very happy about because I'm the biggest <laughs> penguin in the ass in the world so kind of we went from just doing reps of deadlifts to then putting bands on deadlifts to then me getting um like uh what they're called break discs from garages when they started to open that I'd then put on my barbell to put more weight on because I don't know what it was like for you guys but like everywhere here sold out of all gym stuff or there were people just yeah, scalping me like no one's business it was gross I was, it was, was like, <laughs> like well, I was getting 
they're just horrible they're just ridiculous so I was getting brake discs um and putting them on the end of my barbell oh. and wait, I was like weighing them I was like so this one's 6.7 this one's 7.2 this one's 4.3 so I'd have to add it up wow. so, it was like, so I was doing that and then I was like at time weights onto my barbell with a resistance band and then they were flying off all over the place so I was very happy when gyms opened again so we went from doing that kind of I think usually now I'm on kind of like four days a week so I'll have like a deadlift day with other stuff then I'll have an overhead day another stuff then like a full accessory day and then I'll have a bench day which is my favorite one because that's when I get to play with stones <laughs> I uh I was just thinking about a bunch of things you're saying um that's crazy though it's funny I was trying to do I was trying to make my own DIY strongman equipment and whatever and the only thing I learned from that lesson was uh, guys at Harvard stores don't know what the hell they're talking about and all the commercials are lies, like all of them. Because not a single guy would know. I'd call in and I'd go and look, oh, and i bring them pictures and like a Google printout of the dimensions of someone else who made it with the same type of stuff and they still compare. Like, you work at a fucking, you cut and sell wood for a living. Like, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, if I'm the one who doesn't know what I'm talking about and I sound smarter than you, then there's a problem here, you know? Yeah, um, yeah so it's pretty brutal. So I just bought like old weights and spray painted them. So I don't have any Olympic equipment right now, but uh, uh, my goal is to do that this summer. <clears throat> been shipping away at my own log. Woo! Uh, it's going to be sparkly pink, 50 fucking oh. weight. No one's ever seen that. You don't even want to know the amount of glitter that's gone into that log. It's wood absorbed, right? You just right? need to be careful when you clean it because if it's too much, you're going to be like... It's going to fucking... No, there's so much clear coat on it. It's crazy heavy by itself. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure when it gets its final weight, it's going to be 130 pounds. Like, it's it's fucking huge. And um, I... Just hmm? Just yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, is, oh, and it also glows in the dark because I use fluorescent oh. paint in there too. So I'm going to shine a black light on. I'm going to work out at night with my log press grunting. Like I really want to paint my log now you've said that. I'm going to I'm gonna figure out how to paint mine as well now. Yeah, you can. One. I'll have like a green one. It'll be great. Yes, yeah, so let's do it. Um, you can get the glitter off of uh, Amazon. Amazon. Um, I don't know if you shop at Amazon. You get, uh, but yeah. like lockdown and Amazon were like like this. And yes, me too. Amazon, Amazon preventing me from becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> being a mom in the house people don't understand like the rage level like I have no it was good because it made me super strong and anti-bullshit like I was a nice country girl before this lockdown now I'm just like fuck you fuck you and fuck you like everybody in the room like Britney Spears that little music video because I'm like the podium and swears all cute but no I, I'm like don't fuck with me I I've had too much fucking around I made my house with like two living rooms decked out with shit for the kids and they still yeah we're driving me crazy breaking things yeah. i just broke a third tv flat screen tv a week oh, ago and i'm like no bitch i'm not buying any more tvs fuck you you're gonna have it's to go without window. like the 1800s <laughs> yeah and you can have a tablet once a day for an hour because you find a way to annoy me with that too and that's that yeah and i almost lost my damn mind so listening obviously the show and all those things helped and that's what i'm saying is like you don't know the impact these little big little steps that you do for your own health and maintenance and structure, how it's going to dramatically change your whole life. And it sounds cheesy, but it's true. You always go back to the simple principle of a martial artist or a bodybuilder of just discipline, right? Discipline yeah. and consistency and how that like rules the day. But yeah, my weight's fluctuated a lot um, over the past two years, like me training last year in the basement. But I look at my overall gains versus, um, you know, a specific number on scale yeah. or a specific weight I'm lifting is how of the other ways that my brain is improved or my general mobility or my strength yeah. and conditioning. And I posted some articles, guys, we have Facebook groups, one's called Strong Women of Canada, you have been Canada, because there's uh, access on Facebook group for uh, trainers and different things like that, uh, to find clients or for you to find trainers and that kind of thing um, that, you know, we approve of that we work with. Um, and then we have a, a group called Team Panda Strong, where we have, um, you know, fitness challenges, dance challenges, and healthy recipes and that kind of thing. But um, what we talk about, what I talk about in the group a lot, there's an article I recently posted on the Strong Women of Canada about this subject, is about a lot of athletes 
are super strong, super fit, but in one way, and their overall resting rate and their overall strength and conditioning is just as bad as someone who doesn't exercise. And a lot of things go into that. Like I said, how are you sleeping? How much water are you drinking? What's your stress levels like? What are your hormones like? So like, yeah, it's great if you can lift all this weight, but when you see people just pass out and die out of nowhere, this is like, what the hell? I thought he was healthy. What happened? So that kind of leads into the whole like, you know, classic um, techniques of training anew, but um, and being consistent and finding a way, but also what things are really healthy in the long term and what things you should probably stop trying to be some cool fucking Instagram acrobatic and stop that shit, you know? Yeah. So what are some um, training tips you have for moms, you know, women, people who maybe have some mobility issues to be due to, you know, um, or even some people who are maybe just really heavy, right? So they have strength that they're heavy and, you know, mass is mass. You got to move it around. I know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I am small, you know, um, what are some modern training tips or uh, that you have or some classic stuff, stuff you mix together like that you think could help people? Um, I think like mom tips, my best mom tips, <laughs> if they're old enough to be at school, always try and get training done when they're at school, because otherwise the guilt tripping that some of them can do you, like one of them who is currently oh. lurking in that doorway, staring at me, is just ridiculous. <laughs> so I try and get all of my training yeah, done in the daytime or on weekends. <laughs> um, I think when like you're heavier, just realise that that doesn't mean you can't do all the same stuff that everyone else does. Because like, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm like six foot one. I think I'm about... I don't know what this is in pounds, but I'm pretty sure I'm like 134, 135 kilograms at the minute, which is heavier <laughs> than I was before I lost weight. But I can still move just as fast. I can still kind of run around with farmers and yokes just as fast. I think it's it's more of a mental block because people see you when you're bigger and they're like, she can't do that. She can't do that. She can't do that. And I'm like, can I not? It's true. Do you want to watch me do it? Like, I remember once not playing um, American football and I had to be um, a running back for a game. So I ran <laughs> back for all and I was there and I was behind the... Um, quarterback and I heard their coach go you can stop her she's a fat lump and I just turned around <gasps> and, I my out and I sw- I've never dead-eyed anyone so much in my entire life and I put my control back in I was like let's do this and I've never got so far <laughs> in my life I, was like, and I, was like, I ran through three people I was like no one's stopping me no one's stopping me like I was literally trying to prove a point to this man I was like firstly you don't call women things like that secondly don't body shame me mate because you're not exactly yeah. slim yourself and thirdly thank you because you just fueled my rage <laughs> I think yes. it's also important to know that, like, when you do lifting, I think you fall in. I think there are two categories when you do stuff. Like, you're either like an angry lifter, like I am, or you're a happy <laughs> lifter. And I think it's completely fine to be either of those. Like, if you want to use your yeah. rage for good, do it. If you want to be happy yeah. about it, be like, yeah, then just do that as well. And the biggest thing that annoys me, and I get a lot of grief about this because I made a t-shirt about it to get me to object, <laughs> was my biggest bugbear in the entire world and I understand that this can be a health thing but it also annoys me yeah. because so many women yeah. get upset by it is when people shame you for accidentally weeing when you deadlift oh like, it's so fun you're bringing that up I, I was thinking about that the other day it's, just, it's so important that women know especially if you've given birth that at some point you probably will wet yourself when you're doing a deadlift yeah. my gym bag has got all the normal stuff in but then there's also two spare pairs of leggings two pairs of pants and lady pants because the first thing my <laughs> friend told me when I started training was the heavier your deadlifts get, the more likely you are that one of your muscles will give up at some point and it'll probably be <laughs> And I was like, no. Uh, and I was really sad. It's like, still for a test, you know? <laughs> but like, if I have to do a 220 deadlift and I feel a bit of come out, I'm either going to put it down and give up on my deadlift or I'm going to wee. And I'm going to wee because yeah, not me. So I made a yeah. t-shirt for world that's just it's like a picture of me in the middle and it just says, if she pees, she pees. And then I got loads of grief from some women for selling it because they said I was glamorizing wetting yourself. But then so many other women and like, yeah. um, were just messaging me like, thank you so much because yeah. like this made me feel so bad for so long for this happening. Yeah. And they made me feel there's something wrong with me. Like my body was failing. Like I was like dirty or weird for doing it. And I was like, Bab, 
it, it, it's not, might not happen to everyone, but realistically, if you've given birth vaginally to yes. like a baby, or in my case, four, then at some point it's probably going to happen and you shouldn't feel ashamed or embarrassed or anything about it because it is completely normal. Like if it's happening when you do really light ones, then you should probably like do some like pelvic floor stuff. Maybe if it still happens at other times, go and see a doctor. But if it's oh, when yeah. you're literally going for your max deadlift or you're yeah. doing like a 200 kilogram deadlift and you've got to do five of them and the last two you're like oh oh there it is then I see no reason why you should feel bad about that and it really annoyed me for so long that people would shame women yeah I got a million things I want to add to what you said so let's see if I remember them all um that's the worst thing is after I edit the show I was like oh I should have said this or this but like I'm trying to absorb everything and my brain's like like a firework going off in all these different directions I'm neurodivergent don't judge me um but like as a as a mom like I have highest percentile boys so my 15 month old is wearing three and four year old clothes he's not fat like he's yeah. it's fucking Sasquatch. I mean, he unlocks doors. He's like carrying laundry up and down the stairs, walking up and down the stairs, holding the railing, like a grown ass man. And he's got like an 80s mullet going on. Like all his hair is to that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even look like what he's going to look like when he's bald at his parties. It's hilarious. But anyway, he had big ass heads. You know, my kids couldn't even keep up. So I had to do formula, you know? But I'm just saying it's like they broke him out of a day. Um, and then I had a C-section because I couldn't get him out. And that fucked me up too. So anyways, it's like, yeah, at highest percentile is no joke. That's big ass heads. Like my first was nine pounds. Mine was, my second was almost 12 pounds. That's, whoa. You have bigger babies and I do. Like my biggest one's only been well, like seven, seven. Their dad's six seven, so my first is six seven. They're predicting for him is six six, and my second they're predicting six eight, and uh, he'll probably be sick like me. So, uh, yes, uh, he's a strong man. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both trying to lift. They would go into my because my gym is right beside their playroom, and it's just a curtain as a blockade. So they're like going up and uh, boxing and playing with my waves, and and then they my my son he goes ooh like that, and he calls himself you know baby Hulk and that kind of thing. It's so funny, but. Um, yeah, so I love it. It's so cute when they do that. It's good. It's good like encouragement for me to keep lifting because I'm like, well, they're lifting and they're like that babies. Them to see mommy being strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's always references me. Like, Ooh, that. Um, but uh, no, yeah, no, Jessica Fithin, actually, I remember with, I don't know if it's OSG because I watch a lot of these people do not judge me to have this podcast. I have to be in the know with a million things. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sitting there with notepads because I am Joe Rogan. I don't have four staff, you know, to write everything down. Anyways, um, I remember uh, something about you know, they saying that you had to clean up your own pee if you eat. Um, and Jessica had written, you know, a statement about that on Twitter or somewhere else. And people were really mad and saying the same thing, you're glamorizing teen and stuff like that. And the thing is, it's like, yes, I agree with you. On a low level pelvic dysfunction, you should always, always, I, I will swear by Pilates because I'm a dancer and it's fixed my body every single time I've needed to fix my body. Pilates and yoga. Do not yeah. underestimate that. Do the yoga, do the Pilates, then do some resistance training, then do the bodybuilding style with your, your dumbbells and shit like that. Yeah. Then start doing you know, some uh, powerlifting and then get some Olympic lifts in there and then start doing strong. Like to me, that's a linear way of training for strong men. But I'm not saying that it has to be the way it's one size at all. Um, but yeah, it's a low levels if you're having issues for sure. But either way, you shouldn't be shamed about it. And I saw Sue, she's another lifter I've had on my show. She's from my country. Um, and she is heavyweight and she just won a gold or something powerlifting competition. She's doing really, really well. So if she started as a strong man, she's doing powerlifting. And people are shaming her because they're like, oh, you're only doing 300 pounds and that's your body weight. So it's only one time your body weight. And it's like, yeah, but everybody has different genetic and physical mobility issues and abilities and agility. I'm a dancer. I've been a choreographer. I've been teaching dance and fitness for over fucking 13 years. And I can tell you right now that uh, human is not standard one size size fits all. And the same training doesn't work for the same person. So you can't sit here and say that it's a, uh, I mean, there is some, there's always some truth to some general standards. Otherwise you wouldn't be able to measure anything in life. Yeah. But um, it's fucking stupid to body shame men and women. They're lifting assholes, they're competing. Shut the fuck up. Um, if they're weaning, they're fucking wean, okay? It's different yeah. if they're standing there like, yeah, yeah, and they're pissing everywhere <laughs> like a dude. Yeah, yeah. 
okay, then maybe we have an issue. Yeah. But otherwise, do you think anybody likes the smell or the feel of their pee on their own body? No. Yeah. Do you think anybody in front of thousands of people want to clean their own pee? No. So, once again, shut the fuck up. This is why I have the stuff on my show, on my shirts that I do. Because I'm not glamorizing being, I'm not glamorized any of those things. I want people to feel empowered. I also want people to feel like they can tell people when things are life that are bringing them down, shut the fuck up, and keep being fabulous and pursuing their own life and doing you. Do you, boo? Screw what other people think, you know? And you should be proud of the shit you've accomplished, right? Because you know your story. You know what you've had to get through um, to get to that point. That's why we have a shirt that says, like, thick-ass bitch, because you're proud of being thick. You're proud of being a bitch. You know, we have some that says shred cred because you're proud of being shredded. Some people are bodybuilders and want to be shredded, right? So whatever makes you happy, you're not harming other people. Screw it. The pee on the floor, I belong to get cleaned up. It don't hurt nobody. You know what, actually? I'll just remember Last time I said, P was not a sign of the robot that would jump up and start doing chopping you in the kneecaps or jump up into your vagina. So do not worry about the P in the floor. Anyways, I'm done. I've, I've actually just remembered as well um, a competition once we had to do like, it was a deadlift only competition. So at some point it was going to happen. And it was like frame deadlift. And every time you put it down, they put more weight on. So it was like uh, 180 kilograms did that, 200 kilograms did that. And then it went up to 240. And I, I did 220. I was like, oh, put it back down. Oh, and then I, I literally thought, and at this point, and- Andrea Thompson was the judge. So she was standing in front of me. Yeah. And my coach, and Rhian- Rhiannon was there, who I can't remember if she was my coach or not yet. Rhiannon. And I was like, you either go for this last one and you get it up and you win, or you don't go for it, you don't get it, you don't win. So I decided to go with the, the first option. Did it, got it up, and I felt it happen. I was like, oh, no. And then I went down. As soon as I put this frame down, I literally jumped out of it and ran off. Next thing I know, because I was hiding behind Maria. And then I look up <laughs> and I just see Rhi running out of the gym with a mop and a bucket to go and clean it up for me. And I was like, that, that is like female empowerment supporting each other that is yeah, like, 100%. You breathe like there with a mop I was like thank you listen it's sterilized you weak people you fucking yeah. weak okay like honestly this is what I've learned from the lockdown is people don't whine about stupid bullshit in your life you know you have food you're not starving in their whole country you know you have a roof yeah. over your head so what there was pee on the platform before you walked on it let's spray some Lysol up in the ditch relax put my shoes on anyway <laughs> yeah you're not bare feet that's just like wash your shoes and get to wash your cakes with them press scrub it up dub, dub, you know relax <laughs> so i wanted to uh hopefully this isn't offensive because i am the worst at wording this question but i was curious because you've got to embrace what your kid trying to harass you listen i'll jump through that phone i'll do to chop them back into bed <laughs> for the power of the lord anyway um you know you got them braids i used to be rocking that hair in my 20s when i was trying to be christina aguilera you know um <laughs> Dirty, wanna get ready to party. That song still gets me. Oh, I'm over there. Give me some mom. Uh, that song still gets me. I'm a mom, even more so now, you know? <laughs> Except for the bikini. Can't be rocking that. Um, mom bud. Um, so anyways, <laughs> you got them braids. Where like I'm curious, Mara, I know you're from England, but we talked about before that we started uh <laughs> recording, um, that you are a mixed bag because you know, English people are a bunch of mixed bags now. There's uh, yeah. so I'm curious about your cultural background and the influence of uh, that, if it has any, is on you as an athlete in the sport, or what your feeling is about, um, you know, the, the, the how it represents your culture or incorporates your culture in the sport. Like for me, Highland Games are Scottish, right? So that's why I was attracted to the Scottish, the Highland Games was in Scottish, you know? The accent gives it away. I was like, she's definitely Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So rock solid um, accent. They use me for audiobooks for that. I'm telling you, I make big money with my leprechaun voice. I know that's not your instrument. No, but I'm just saying, you know, because um, I don't think you told me. I was trying to find, it wasn't pulling up. And I was like, where's that email? Um, I was trying to find if you had said anything. I don't think you said anything. And I'm trying to assume, you know. So I'm curious, you know, uh, because we've had a lot of feedback on the show, right? People are like, we really want to see more women of color. We really want yeah. to see people with disabilities. And that's something I've really, really tried to work at because representation matters. And if you see people who, 
um, you know, inspire you and that you feel like you can relate to, you're more likely to do something and engage in that activity, right? So that's why I'm asking is uh, for anyone out here who may be, uh, you know, the first one, right? Like Angie Hu, who's she's Indigenous and she's, you know, trying to go pro as an Indigenous strong woman in, in Canada. And that's amazing. She's the only one yeah. like herself, right? That's huge. Yeah. And she feels a huge responsibility to represent her community and make it a better place and help other people. And she's a really, you know, star person in terms of her community givings and outreach. So, yeah. So my, I'm like full um, English. I was born in Newtown, which is like a slightly dodgy area, but still. Uh, my <laughs> mom is British, but she was white, and my dad is West Indian, and he's like really? full American. I still can't. Oh. Right, my dad talk even now. Sometimes I'm like, you need to talk a bit slow. So I'm really bad at understanding his accent when he gets too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's your dad. That's so funny. Yeah. when I was younger because it was just kind of like me and my mom I didn't really grow up with my dad it kind of we mm. I think I met him again when I was like 13 and then kind of he, we drifted apart again and then we've only started really trying to make an effort since my mom passed he's been a lot better yeah. at being like are you okay do you, uh, do you want to come yeah. see me do you want to come see me things but like up until then I'd never really in school it was always kind of like you can't be both so I was always like I can because I'm half black and half white so if I want to be both I'll be both but I think because I grew up with my mom I was always I always saw myself more on like the white side and then kind of when I got into mm. more sports and I started to mix with more people I was like actually you can be both again and there's nothing wrong with you trying to do that and then mm. I don't know weirdly it's just I think I originally started having because I didn't have my braid in for like the first year I think of competing and then mm. I remember I said to Ruby um before England I was like so sure mommy have a plait to put back in because then at least when I've got to do stuff my hair's not gonna get all in my face and I won't have to worry about like my plaits coming out or like just mm. it coming on we were like yeah so she picked this fluorescent pink hair and I was like well I'll go with it we might as well because all of my leggings are fluorescent so my hair might as well, might as well match it so we started doing that and then I kind of was like actually though I think like Andrea Thompson always says she always has her lashes on when she does a competition because it just makes her feel more confident and I think yeah. in my case similar thing with the braids because I've had them in for like every major competition that I've done now so mm -hmm. I kind of feel like the bright leggings and the braids are like weirdly like how people know like which person I am which is weird <laughs> when yeah. I started looking oh, at so funny because when I started looking at Strongman, I was like, oh, Diana Moore, she's really cool. And I was like, oh, my God, Andrea Thompson, she's really cool. And then there was Rhea, and I was like, oh, my God, she's really cool. But then I was like, the, I couldn't find that many. And like you say, well, like, women of colour. There are a lot more now. There's, like, yeah, there's yeah, Andrea, yeah. there's yeah. Um, Farah, who's amazing. There's Lauren, who's yeah. with me at the first England. There's so many more now. And when I went to OSG, I was like, oh, my God, Nadia. Oh, my God, Gabby, this is amazing. And I was just yeah. like, this is a lot cooler now. But I think, weirdly, I think it's kind of, because, like, when I was little, I didn't see people doing things that I thought were cool who looked like me and now it's kind of I kind of want to do that so other little girls who kind of yeah. look like me see other people that they can be like oh I could do that so I yeah. remember I was at Arnold's um, and I met somebody from through Instagram after that and she messaged me and she said my daughter literally looked at you on stage at Arnold's and said mommy are you on stage because she thought it was her and I was like that's so cute but it's cool that like she could <laughs> see from doing that who like she obviously yeah. wouldn't have thought would be doing yeah. it do you know what I mean it's, it's a very well, weird yeah. thing that's what I'm saying is like uh, we talk about the derby. I just want to have some horses that can just run across the derby. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the derby. Uh, so we talk about that. It's like when I was a kid, that was always thought of as, oh, that's for lesbians, you know. Um, I hate on no lesbians, and they wouldn't miss me. Same, because I grew up in a really like I'm from Canada, and it's really rural, it's very country, very Mennonite, very old school, very religious. So I grew up with all white people, uh, very small town thinking. So pretty much anything that I was naturally inclined to, or that I like to do, like entrepreneurship. Um, you know, working with wood and things that weren't uh, typically for a woman, a country woman, um, was really shamed. And it was considered being sinful. It was considered being um, 
selfish and, and I can, there's many not great words that I can align with that, you know? Um, so yeah, I really sheltered in that sense. Um, and so I didn't pursue the things until much later in life, right? Like I'm in my mid thirties, I have two kids and I feel like I'm just starting my life. I feel like I'm just starting my actual twenties because I don't have the same insecurities or fears. I'm better off financially. Uh, I'm happier. I may have this, like, I can relate on the disability factor as well, right? Like I, I'm neurodivergent. I have a few learning disabilities. I have physical disabilities I was born with that, uh, affect my body greatly on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so, but having representation, like I said, matters. And then when you start to see people who uh, look like you doing something cool, then you do it, right? Like, oh, Sue. Like, that's yeah. why I was like, don't you fucking hate on my Sue? Because I saw a picture of her when I looked up strong, man, in Manitoba, because uh, she came out once for a competition. There was a photo of her and she was a heavyweight. And I'm like, hey, there's a big girl moving heavy stuff. I'm a big girl, you know? I know I can move heavy stuff. So yeah, yeah. representation is, is so fucking huge. Um, and that's why I never assumed too, because like you said, it's like, it depends on your cultural influences and how you grew up, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I can relate to each culture like differently because I moved around a lot as a kid. So I lived in different neighborhoods around different, you know, cultures. So uh, they've all had an influence on, on me. Um, the Asian thing is huge for me, obviously the pandas, because um, my half brother and half sister are Chinese. They have a Chinese dad, but they grew up with me. Like, I don't know their dad, never met their dad, but we had, we, because my mom was married to a Chinese dude, you know, by the time she had me, that's my dad, there was already a lot of that, you know, cultural influence yeah. that ended up, you know, uh, being raised with. But, uh, you know, yeah, as a mom, there's so much responsibility, I feel, uh, because so many of us are like struggling to get um, the recognition, the respect, and to understand how we sit in this modern world, right? Like really, when you look at the dynamics of how, what's expected of a woman, what a woman's daily life looks like, is very, very different in 1950s and even, you know, 50 years before that, right? So it's, we're still not trying to make our place in the world, but kind of, right? We're still trying to yeah. set a president in the tone, you know, there's still, uh, there's still a need for feminism in certain ways, but there's so much opportunity at the same time, right? So women are like, fuck, I can do anything now. Let's do this mm -hmm. shit. So yeah, I feel like, what I tell Ruby. I'm like anything that any of your friends can do, no matter what yeah. gender they are, you can do the same thing as long as you put your mind to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like now is the time. Like now is you anything your wish dreams could come true. You know, what's that little frog? What's that little thing? What is that little thing with the hat in the Disney movie? You know, with the Pinocchio. What is he? Is he a frog? Oh, is he a turtle? Oh, you know, I'm talking like I can't remember his name. Jimmy Cricket. There we go. Thank you very much. Yes. Insert Jimmy Cricket here. So back to the training techniques and closing. Um like I said, back to the modern. So you used a lot of DIY equipment. Now um, now you're trying to go to the world's level. Is there certain training techniques, classic or new, or why is my ring light dying? Oh, wait, I'm dark now. Um, <laughs> I'm a whole two shades darker of white. My hair is now brown. I don't know. My technology is dying on me. It's, it's, it's one of those days. Um, <laughs> what are those techniques that you want to have people, uh, you think people can do now that are relevant, that make sense, that are practical, like they have access to, like in gyms or in home or can find access to or make or whatever, um, that you think will push them to that next level, that elite level that really challenge them. Because there's so much, there's so much shit for people to analyze. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a strength and conditioning coach who's an expert and been around a long time, there's a lot of shit coming at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are overwhelmed by all the new techniques and they're like, oh, what really works? What should I really do? You know? Yeah. I think the main thing is, because like, I did um, a personal training course during lockdown. So I was like, I'd like to be able to teach people how to do stuff and blah, 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 blah. But then kind of when I have a little kind of mini off season, like I did after OSG, and I was like, I'll just program myself stuff to do. And every time I did it, I was like, I don't want to finish this. I'm not going to finish this. I think the main, thing that, yeah, the main thing I think that really, really helps with programming is having a coach who will fully know what they're doing. And he's going to be that person mm. that holds you accountable for stuff. Because yeah. I can tell myself I'm going to do this on this day, this on this day, this on this day. But because I know I haven't got to say that to anyone, I'm less likely to do it. 
So I think that really Fair. makes a massive difference with me, knowing that I've got to then read this video and this video and this video, and I've got to have done this, this, and this. You know? yeah. And if I haven't sent it, and I'll be like, well, I haven't done this. She's not going to tell me off or anything, but she'll be like, are you okay? What's happening? What's going on? And it's not yeah. just a case of her being there for when I'm doing coaches stuff and she's got to pick me for the competitions and stuff. It's also kind of like, that's like emotional support as well. So I can be like, really, I couldn't do it today. I had a really bad day. This happened, this happened, this happened. And she'll be like, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? What we're going to do is we're going to, next time we do it, we're going to do this, or we're going to have a day's rest and then you're going to go again, or we're going to have a day's rest. We'll do that next week. And then we're going to mix it up and do something else. I think that yeah, really yeah. helps with kind of the mental aspect as well as anything else, because yeah. getting strong is hard, but it's, it's doable. But like having the mental resilience to know that when you've had a shitty day, you can tell your coach you've had a shitty day and they'll be like, listen, this is what I'm going to do and tell you about yourself. Like the amount of times that I've said to her recently, I don't know if I should do this competition because I'm not strong enough. I don't know if I should do this because I can't do this event. And she will send me like two minute voice notes basically saying, listen, I'm going to be real with you about this. This might not work. However, there is this, this and this. You've done this. You got to this. You didn't think you were going to do this, but this has happened. And I think it's really important that you have somebody yeah. that you can do that with. Because half the time, I don't, I don't think I'd have got where I've got to in this short amount of time if I hadn't have had like a coach in my corner going, listen, we're going to do this. You're going to do this. This is what's going to happen. You're going to hit this number. And generally, when she said you're going to hit this, I'll be like, okay. And then I'll do it. And I'll be like, oh, and it'll be higher. And she'll be like, oh, know. dang. I, didn't, I just didn't want to tell you you were going to get it. I was like, you were 100% right. Sorry. My technology is dying. So we're on the I'm last. Be like a little cartoon. <laughs> That's my little cartoon. That's my business side. That's uh -huh. my trade professional. That's the face persona I put on when I'm doing them contracts. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, before I had kids, you know, those are my actual glasses. Uh, oh. I, I can't see any glasses. Um, a little bit blind when I'm competing because, you know, contacts burn my eyeballs. So I just don't see anything. Especially when I go grocery shopping because, you know, cold winter scene does not make well when you go into the, the store and in the yeah, asthma. Just yeah, my glasses. I'm just walking around blind all the time. Um, yeah. So, uh, no, yeah, for sure. The coach thing is huge just for efficiency um, and frustration and all the things. I think if you want to go elite, you know, high, higher level, you want to be a serious athlete in any way, even if it's just at a national level, you need a coach for sure. Um, yeah. Rihanna's amazing. She's freaking nature because, you know, four times her body weight, she's freak. You are a freak, Rihanna, you know it. Well, I love you, but you are freak. Amazing. And I say that as a positive word, by the way. That's not a diss. It's, a, it's an empowerment. I know she's not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a freak. Freak day. Um, but um, no, for sure, 100%, like you need to know, you need to be real with yourself and you yeah. need to be honest and there's no need to struggle in silence. The resources are there. And like I said, if you want join our groups, you guys, um, you can always reach out to me or any of the trainers that we um, sponsor um, on our show. Also, like I said, check out our brand ambassador opportunity because as a basic brand ambassador, you get the hookups obviously on the merch. But if you join a brand ambassador bootcamp, um, obviously you have to be an athlete. Um, we teach you a lot of the stuff. You get access to our coaches and our programming and different things for a lot cheaper than you would just uh as a normal person sending up a DM. Um, but yeah, obviously, like I said, Rihanna is a great coach. Maria, how do you think? And I'm like, Maria, I totally bugged her about that sound of music thing. Um, you know, she's great too. But, uh, you know, I want to say, like I said, thank you for being on the show because people need to see the person behind the Instagram feed and yeah. the struggles and how hard it was. And I mean, that is a pinnacle moment. I'm telling you, there's a new movie about you one day. I'm telling you. And it's going to show the moment when you lost your mom because that is that took so much courage. And I just want to say, like, I felt that in my heart, my soul, my gut, like, I know that was so hard. I'm the same way. I don't like crying for people. Like, I don't want you to stay in my wake. You know, but um, that took so much emotional power and strength to do that. And look at the life you're creating for your family and your kids and inspiration that they can do anything. So I think as a mom, we're, we're superheroes and you live in yeah. that superhero life, you know? And um, so I mean, the, West, 
no, it's having the, the, the relationship with your dad become closer from that. I mean, that's a blessing. Um, and yeah. then, you know, incorporating the culture and stuff like that. And when a strong man really truly is for everyone. And that's what I like about strength force is it's not, uh, it doesn't, sports in general, right? Like you yeah. show up, you have merit, you show out. It doesn't necessarily matter where you come from. Dance is starting to change like that. There's a lot of people like me who did a lot of community programs and taught for free or for really cheap or use grants, you know, to get kids access to those things, just like with sports. And so I feel like sports is still and will be a ticket out for a lot of people for the younger generation. Yeah. And I think for women, like, you know, get that scholarship, get your own, you know, and um, pursue it. And teenage girls, like the world's your oyster. You don't have to worry now. You can have an online business when you're 10. <laughs> become rich and go on oh god don't tell ruby that she's already trying to get me to have a youtube channel i'm like nope oh well though so i will now that you said that now i'm going to be harassing you there's a girl who looks really like you on tiktok and i got you confused and it's so funny because there's also naya and naya we were having on our show and i was trying to message you and that's actually how i found her and then she's like yeah that's how people always find me because they're trying to find her <laughs> oh was it dina was it the dean i can't remember i sent okay, so many messages Dean's. but probably if it yeah, was, then it's her little girl that saw me at Arnold and thought I was a mom. <laughs> That's so cute. I'm saying there's another girl that looks like you, I swear, um, on TikTok. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's really, really cool to me because it, it, Strongman kind of breaks those divides um, in terms of like not giving a shit of your religion or how much you money you make or where you're from in the world. It's just compete and be really supportive. But yeah, I love everything you said. Uh, thank you so much for telling us your story and gracing us no, for the presence. Thank you for listening to me. I had a lot of people who messaged me and were like, oh, I'm so glad you're having her on the show. I love her. So you've obviously had um, impact on a lot of women and a lot of women are inspired by you because yeah, I got a lot of sliding in the DMs after oh. I announced you. So, <laughs> but um, like I said, everyone, please check out our website um, and our Facebook page, comment, um, reach out to Naomi if you need any support, if you want to you know, train or compete with her or whatever. The women that we have on our show are on our show for a reason. They're really great humans and really great athletes. So uh, check her out. And Naomi, please keep me in the know with everything that's going on with you so I can share it, you know? I will, I will. unless it's Ruby's YouTube and then that's never happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, want it out there. You're like, the chain stops here. There's certain things I just won't do on Instagram, you know? There's just certain <laughs> things. That's where I draw the lines, okay? Only yeah, fans. Yeah. Okay, I'm just, you know, I'm not doing that right now. Okay. All right, thank I'll you. I'll control no, the card, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a dancer and it hurts, man, because I'm so heavy now. Like, I used to dance full time when I was skinny and, uh, Fuck me. It's, I feel it. Like there's a skinny wiggly snake beneath all this muscle and chub. And uh, when I look at the videos, I laugh because I am moving so much more dramatically than that, but because I'm not a thick thin person, <laughs> you don't see it, right? And um, work, that's all you need. Uh, you guys want leg day? You do dance. You come to my dance class, you do some of my tutorials and I'm telling you, you will be walking like you got to stick up your butt the next day because it fucking hurts, okay? It is a workout. So if you want to work and you want to do cardio, you don't want to do cardio, but you got to do cardio. Check out our dance challenges. Find me on the YT, Fantastic The Dancer. Naomi, be careful when you watch those tutorials. Make sure you keep in around. There's a lot of work you see. PG 13 plus plus up on there. Don't, careful. Careful now, careful now. You know, I don't want you choking, choking your popcorn, you know, just be prepared. Oh no, you know? no. Like how did you introduce that? <laughs> I was talking and I fell over, sorry, Ruth. That's, that's a fact, that's a fact. The only thing that's gonna kill me in my life is working a sandbag and maybe choking on some chicken. That's pretty much it. Anything else is savage. I will beat the shit out of anyone trying to fuck with my life. If I eventually go to jail one day, just let you know they're probably in the wrong because I put up a good fight, okay? You know, <laughs> I have receipts. No one be taking me to jail, no doubt, you know? But anyways, thanks again for being on our show. You're fantastic. You. And um, we love you. And uh, till next time, pandas, tune in next week. You want to know who's on? Better go on Instagram. All right. Tune in out. Boop, 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 boop,